Uh, uh, uh. Do you ever just wish you could disassemble your body and then put it back together again? No. Oh, I think about that frequently. <laughs> I think about that like at least three times a week. Excuse I'm like, oh, I just, I wish I could just take my arm off and like clean out the joints and give them a good polish. Okay. And I, then I reattach can, I them. I want to, I want to take my spine out and like mm-hmm. separate all the joints and wiggle out junk and then Ooh, yeah. put it back together. Uh-huh. Basically, I, yeah. I would New say body. the one thing that I want there is kind of what you were saying earlier was. I definitely feel like I'm just full of mucus 24-7. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really love to know what it's like to not be. Like, mm. I wish there was a way. Maybe there is, but I'm definitely not paying for it. And uh, insurance ain't going to give a damn about it. No. I wish there was a way to just get all my mucus out. Yeah. That I don't need. And then yep. uh, just have me go about my day. Because I feel like most of the time I wake up and I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> And I got to spit up like fucking 30 loogies before I I get going on my day. Yeah. I had that. I had a student today Mm. who was just so congested while they were (laughs) sleeping Mm -hmm. and just all you could hear. So we had like the sleepy time music playing. Yeah. But over that, you could hear. Oh, yeah, for like that, an hour and a half. Like, Jesus Christ. That's a good Every sleep. once in a while, they'd like choke on their spit. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> this is when they're going <laughs> to stop breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. No, I totally get the whole uh, wanting to vacuum out all your gunk. Mm-hmm. Think about that constantly. I'm like, just get me a hose. Yeah. And let me suck this out. Mm-hmm. Just a full body cleanse. Would be nice. Just pump in some new, some new stuff. Just give me some new give things. Give me some new... Know? I need some new clean mucus. I don't need any of this allergy <laughs> stuff. I don't need the gunky... You know, you know, like there's good protein, bad protein. I need some more of that good mucus. I mean, you know? our bodies are just kind of like cars. You know, I use this metaphor with my students all the time. It's like, you got to give it fuel if you want it to work well. <laughs> I feel like nice. I need an oil change and the oil in my body is mucus. And I do not uh-huh. like the mucus I am currently carrying. Give me that stuff. new... Give mm-hmm. me that new oil. Give me the high mileage mucus. Zach, I, I need the high I got, mileage. I got a lot of miles on this body already. Uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> They're hot. Oh, God. Go on, watch up. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna chase him down. Oh no. Oh, hold on one second. Oh. Oh, I fumbled the ball. <laughs> Wait, are you the quarterback? I'm confused. <laughs> what position are you? I'm the uh announcer coach player who's the QB. I'm oh. doing it all. Much like Booker T did one time in TNA where he was wrestling while announcing. I'm doing the same thing. And uh, that sounds amazing. And I need to watch that clip because that oh, sounds hilarious. <laughs> oh, we'll watch it after. It's fucking okay. Amazing. Awesome. Is it on YouTube? In reality, yes, it is. In okay. reality, my name's Eddie. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the show dependent podcast. As always, I'm here. And as always, my other half is ready to talk about something that I've roped her into talking about. <laughs> yes, you have. It's going to be a great one. Yes, it will. I'm excited. My other half, what is your name? My name is Kayla. Hi, guys. I, I am caffeinated, and I had two cookies. Well, it was actually one and a half. Ooh. But I'm feeling oh, yeah. pretty sugary, 
the and sugars felt kind of loopy for a while. So. <laughs> the caffeines. They're flowing. Let's go. Hey, spooky season is over. And now Aww. I know it's a sad time, but we decided Aww. we'll give you a little bit of a reprieve. Yes. Is it Christmas season now? Absolutely. Yes. But 100%. We decided, you know what? Let's take a pause. Take a breather. Let's talk about a little bit of football. A sport that we don't really give a damn about, but (laughs) there are a few football movies that are near and dear to my heart. Do I like the sport? No. Do I love the movies? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Today, we have got an absolute monster. Oh, God. That is threatening. This is a tour de force in my life. Mm -hmm. It is the 2000s film, the Denzel classic, Remember Mm -hmm. the Titans. Oh my god. I'm jazzed. Are you the 1990s jazz? Excuse me? That's the that's the name of the like aesthetic on Dixie oh, yeah, Cups yeah, yeah. from the, the 90s. Jazz. Uh-huh. Is that yeah, you? So are you good. like the are you the like electric purple swiggle <laughs> of magenta? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's me and watching Remember the Titans. <laughs> Stop saying titans. It's a meat cute baby. It's how we met this thing. I don't remember, oh. which is ironic. Oh, I don't remember when I met the Titans. Oh, yikes. I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. You may as well take my football helmet off and punch me in the back of the head. Good thing you're not wearing a football helmet. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, I have no memory of when I watched this movie. To be honest, I know I saw it incrementally throughout my youth, but I have no like distinct memory it's honestly just like clips oh like blurry clips it's like when your vhs starts to wear out and it's uh-huh. like and it's like fuzzy on the edges that's my memory of this film your father was watching it so much he was like wow look at this amazing film and you were just like ah, I'll give a shit. i don't know i don't i mean i know we owned it but i feel like we didn't watch it very much in our house all right well whatever okay <laughs> you are taking this very personally and no, i no, need no. you to not do that i definitely do remember watching it at some point in school nice because you know racism is a huge thing that we're going to talk about that is a big theme in this movie Mm -hmm. i was just like hmm this is sad also i don't like football (laughs) that was like my takeaway but the one thing that i will always remember is that hayden penitier is the little girl in this movie. And I <laughs> was like, oh, name. I know her. She was in Heroes. Okay. And that's like all I remembered. And now we're here with you, who has the strongest memory, apparently, because you've never forgotten the t- Titans and you never will. And you think about this constantly. <laughs> How could I forget them when the title is to remember? I 100% was a child who followed the rules and followed what adults said. And mm-hmm. when you tell me, when you have Denzel looking at me and you mm-hmm. have, uh, God, I can't remember his name. Isn't that funny? But the guy who plays Yost in this, the white guy, when you have him yeah. telling me to remember the Titans, I listened. The year was 2000. I was about nine, turning 10 years old. Big year for me. Whoa. Big 1-0. Double digits. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that this was a movie that I watched so much in school. Like, it is insane mm. how much I watched this in school, especially in middle school. Yeah. 
Like, I'm no lie. In my mind, I got to believe I watched it at least seven times in those two years. Like Your it was teachers like, really were not teaching, It was like they? a couple of them, <laughs> their go-to movie was like, hey, yo. Well, the government guy was just like, hey, we're learning about racism. Because, you know, we could do that back then. We're learning about this. Wow. Wow. You're really calling out the yeah, cultural. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Nice. Thrawn, remember the Titans. Science teacher, remember the Titans. Huh? <laughs> this movie's an absolute just mainstay in my life. And not only that, not only did I watch it at school, but my parents absolutely loved it as well. My father, mm-hmm. big fan of Denzel. My mother, huge fan of Denzel. Pretty much will watch anything that he's in. And the guy's a great actor, but my parents were just like, yeah, this is amazing. Not only is it a great story, not only does it tell an important tale, But damn, is it just entertaining. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. And there are lines that we will get to that are ingrained not only in my brain, Mm -hmm. but in my family's brain. It's a great time. Fantastic, Eddie. I'm happy that you had a good meet cute. Oh, well, thanks. Because mine was not impactful at all. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's move on from this negativity. Hey. And get to know... Remember the Titans a little bit more intimately. Talk about its merits and talk about why it's stuck in this brain of mine. Getting to know each other. There's a fine line between tough and crazy and you're flirting with it. This movie happened so recently. Oh, you mean like the actual story? Yeah, the actual. Well, I mean, obviously this came out in 2000. So 22 years ago isn't that long. But hey, let's get a little political. Whoa, whoa, you're going to scare people away. I just want to say from the jump. Yes. This movie quickly reminds you that it takes place in 1971. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's happening in the old not that far away year of 1971? Mm-hmm. The school is being desegregated. Yes. Yeah, you heard that right. The school was not desegregated yet in 1971. Mm-hmm. My parents. Yes. We're alive for a good decade already. Oh, boy. <laughs> and there were schools in the United States of America that were still segregated. They were your age. Yeah. When schools were being desegregated when you first watched this movie. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Not only that, you want to make it even more wild. Yes. When 9-11 happened. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was 11 years old. Yes. When my parents were 11, they were seeing desegregation happening within schools in the united states granted my parents were in mexico Ah, so they they weren't actively ah, in here cutting it up luckily they were around the other browns yay and we ain't talking about the football team they were safe enough anyway (laughs) oh yeah it was fine you know but it's just insane to think like you you ask people they would have said it's probably the 50s no 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 the 70s Mm mm-hmm Oh, but it was so long ago. We don't have these problems anymore. That Yeah, it's baffling. Like, that really was not long ago at all. No. I looked over you. I was like, 1971. It was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was that recent. Right. Oh, man. Well, and I think like a, I'm going to get political and then we can move on. And it's something that, you know, dozens of people, scholars, what have you, have mm. mentioned before. Hate them with it. Is a reason it feels so far away is because all of the footage we were shown mm-hmm. was in black and white. Intentionally, people. Intentionally to mm-hmm. make us think that, oh, this is a distant issue. No, it's mm-hmm. not. 
It's not. It's happened within our lifetimes. The government. Not ours personally, but. And politicians, none of them are for you. All right. Yeah. That's going to be your takeaway from this first half. Mm-hmm. They ain't here for you. They're lying to you. Yes. Let's get positive. As, as long as you remember the Titans and also remember to not trust the government. Exactly. There you go. On a more positive note. Yeah. After we've gotten over the shock of the year that this happens. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> which some of them might still be alive, right? Gotta maybe, be. yeah. Either if way. If they were like freshmen, maybe. The theme of this movie hits, and I am fucking home. Wow. It's much like, we haven't covered it yet, but like Hercules, The Lion mm. King. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. When the theme hits, I get a shiver down my spine. I could almost feel the tears welling up in my eyes. And I was just like, God, I love this movie so much. (laughs) It's so good. Very emotional, man. Right? Not only do I get thrown back to my youth, but I get thrown back into the hollowed halls of my middle school. And I'm like, hell yeah, dog. This is great. There was nothing hollow about those halls. Hey, don't you dare talk bad. I should say hallowed. The main man, Denzel Washington. (laughs) And my guy... He he went up to the mirror, pulled his chest out, found the dial in the middle of his nips. That was the wrong time to take a sip. <laughs> and he turned his Denzel meter up to 200%. Because, friends, Denzel is Denzelin mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, what that means, but yes. I was about to say, anyone who knows Denzel, have you seen a lot of Denzel movies? Um... I feel like you haven't. Nah, yeah. nah. <laughs> it's just really Denzel. So. Denzel's one of those guys. He's great. Where, oh, I like his performances. Actor. The he very is. few things I've seen have been good. I have nothing bad to say. Oh, yeah. But the thing with Denzel that every big fan of Denzel will say is that even though Denzel is a super good actor and puts on amazing performances as different characters, he kind of also does it while just playing Denzel Washington, Mm -hmm. which is just a credit to him as an actor, that he can play Malcolm X and Denzel at the same time. He Mm -hmm. just has, like, mannerisms. Yeah, he he can't get rid of them. Just, yeah. Every time you're watching Denzel, I'm like, I'm watching this man. Not Yeah, this is just Denzel Washington. Uh, Yeah, it's Denzel Washington as Denzel Washington Mm -hmm. playing Coach Boone. Very nice. Yeah, I, I really don't have a huge frame of re- reference, but he, he does great. I mean, you root for him this entire film. Oh, yeah. From the He's jump. so likable, but also kind of a hard ass and scary and mean, but also like very sweet and like, aw. And for a good reason. I mean, he calls himself a mean cuss. And he's right, but he's also got a heart of gold. And he's really ultimately, he's trying to prepare all his athletes, all his players for the reality of the world that they're living in. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the team. Wildcats. No, you're I supposed jumped to say, the gun. I'm sorry. What team? What team? Let's talk about the squad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to do a chant or something. No, 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 no. Sorry. My high school musical brain said Wildcats. No, nah, it's fine. I understand. Also, I'm a little disrespected, but that's fine. Oh, <laughs> get over it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> My fictional team is not as important as this one. (laughs) I was going to say, it's what? My reality? I was like, they have the same colors. Anyways, we got the squad. (laughs) Denzel Washington, Coach Boone. I believe his first name is Herman. Oh, that's a horrible name. That's an old name. That's an old man's name. Perfect. I mean, Who's Herman Cain? Piece of shit. Why do I know his name? 
because he's a piece of shit. Ah, uh, that's why. Herman Boone. I think so. I could be wrong. Anyways, he's the main coach. He's Denzel. Alongside him, his number two in command, we got Yost. He's the white guy. He was mm-hmm. later in uh, the Halloween franchise. Mm, I didn't know that. And he's, I mean, you saw him in Halloween ends. But Yost is absolutely yes. killing it. He's, we'll talk about him. But he takes himself a journey. He's a good guy. He does. We got, we got Gary Bertier. Oh, I've got mixed feelings about Gary. Oh, really? No. Why? Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no I was just kidding. At no. first I had mixed feelings. But oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get to why I ended up liking him. We've got us a little bit of a... Face turn. Character. Arc. He's Superman. Uh-huh. And he's a good guy. He doesn't look like Superman at all, but yes. Well, we could just say real real quick right here. Uh-huh. I mean, Gary? Does he start off a little rough? Does he start off a little racist? <laughs> yes. Don't we all? You know? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, we don't. I know. I was just kidding. But Gary, I mean, he goes pretty hard against racism pretty quickly, mm-hmm. which is dope to see. If mm-hmm. only more people were like Gary Bertier. Wow. Retweet. Retweet. Gary Bertier's other half, Julius. Aww. Again, more on them later. We'll really dive in. But Julius, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Strong character, strong young man. Strong jawline. Mm-hmm. He's handsome. We got good looking dude. We got Petey played by Petey. Donald Faison. He he takes himself a nice turn as well. He's so cute. We got the Rev, amazing QB. We got Sunshine, Sunshine, Sunshine. sunshine. He's also a QB, has to step in, handle the job. He does it well. And your favorite, Louie. Louie Lassick. Little Louie. Oh, he's so cute. I just want to give him cheese. (laughs) Okay. Is he from Wisconsin? I don't know. I don't know, but he seems nice, and I like him. I mean, Louis starts off, right off the bat, he's considered weird by the black players because he's a white guy who doesn't seem to care about race. Mm-hmm. So we know right off the bat, he's a good guy. Yeah. And lastly. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan what? Gosling <laughs> is in this film. In case you forgot, he was a young man once. And no. Ryan Gosling is in here barely being a character. No, I don't even know his name. But this time, it's not important. But this brings up just a little tidbit of information. Anyone who was grown up in the 90s probably saw ABC Family. You watch that mm-hmm. channel. You watch many a movie. They used to show Remember the Titans all the time. Yeah. Now, you would think, who would they show? Maybe Denzel Washington. Amazing. Okay. Maybe ABC Family, though, a little younger demographic. Okay, maybe you show Gary Bertier, Julius, you know, the main characters of the movie. Yes. No, 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 no. ABC Family would always show and say the name Ryan Gosling. And then, like, Gary's white girl girlfriend, who I don't even remember what her name is. They would always show and say their names as the headliners and then say, remember the Titans this Friday at 8. It's like, they're both barely in it and they both barely do anything. It's like, what, we got to point out the only two... That is extremely ironic. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just so weird. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why were they doing that? I don't know. It always just rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, the fuck is this? 
You would think this is a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. Weird. Tell me about Coach Boone. Coach Boone. He's a really cool guy. Okay. <laughs> Where did he come from? I don't know. What what state did he move from? Anyway, know. Coach Boone is like the best coach. And he got a quote unquote promotion to this white school. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially taking the white coach's position out of obligation. Yeah. And uh, nobody's happy about it. No, not even Boone, really. No, he really doesn't even want to rock the boat because he was pretty happy where he was. Oh, yeah. Political moves, this or that. They put Boone as the head coach. Mm. He cuts Yost's legs out from under him. He says, I cannot do that. But he kind of gets forced to anyways because this man is the goat. Yeah. Ice in his veins. Mm-hmm. We very quickly hear that he marched with Dr. King. Yeah, very... Yeah, that's pretty radical. And we get an amazing quote from this guy. He's like an administrator, big guy. I don't know. Yeah, somebody with a school board or something. Yeah, but he's trying to convince Boone to keep the job. Don't quit. Don't run away from this. And he says, listen, coach, the black folks in the city never had anything to call their own except for humiliation and despair. Good Lord. (laughs) Like, my goodness. Yeah, when that line hit, Eddie and I were like, Jesus Christ. Right. He's the only black coach who walks out. And in the neighborhood, it's just like all the black families just came to his yard. And they're all cheering for him. And he's just like, listen, I'm not not a savior. All right. I'm just a coach. Mm -hmm. And then Julius's dad hits him with an amazing line. He says, you are coach. You are coach. And everyone's just like, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like wiping tears. Yeah. Like, oh. You just feel yourself so getting nice. emotional. Like he's going to do it, man. So supportive. He's so good. Speaking about the other coach, though, Yost. Yeah, yeah, no, Yost is not. He's what? He's kind of like a wet PB&J. Okay. Like, I mean, hey, a, he's there. Yeah, but that's a good thing, though. Yeah, absolutely. He's I mean, kind he's of a, like passive. Oh, I would say he's a strong character. He's a strong will. Eventually, guy. yeah, he becomes that way. But he's pretty resentful at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I mean, as anyone would be. It does kind of suck. I mean, you're like a, you're like he a was future. Gonna, yeah, he was about to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And then he just loses his head coaching job. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about Yost. White guy. Older. Yuck. Yuck. And yet, he's never really portrayed as racist in the film. No. Like, his second-in-command and a few of his players and obviously a lot of the people in the town say Mm -hmm. just crazy racist things. But he's always just like, hey, relax. You know, he never never shows that he is racist. He just shows, like Kayla said, that he's not happy that he lost his job. Yeah. But him and his daughter seem pretty chill about this whole race relations thing. Which, you know, maybe it's just the film doing that, but it was pretty nice to see that he, you know, we didn't have to deal with that. Him just being super racist to Boone and all that. And I'm not trying to sympathize with like the privileged people in this, but I mean, the fact that he was as chill as he was with that situation Mm -hmm. in this movie. I mean, that is a little bit of a, a good on him. 
Well, yeah, it's a testament to Yost that he, you know, that wasn't the problem. It was just a job thing. Once they figured that out, once they figured out a couple more things, mm-hmm. he was on board. Yeah. Hayden Pensier. She's a little weirdo. I can't remember her name in the movie. Uh, but she's daughter. Daughter. Uh, she calls her dad coach. It's fucking weird. Which is weird. A little weirdo. Like, can you imagine just like t- calling your dad his occupation? <laughs> It's like, hey, mailman. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. I, ha- I hey, hate truck that. driver. Yeah, when when any like coach's son or daughter calls them coach, it's like it's your fucking father. All right, it's your dad. Stop <laughs> call, being weird. Call him Pappy. Pappy. <laughs> Maybe don't call him Pappy. Maybe you just call him Dad. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's weird. She's weird. She's supposed to be that way. I mean, she's mm-hmm. all about the football. Yeah, she's intense. Mm-hmm. She is aggressively hey, interested in football. Right, but also not racist, so good for her. And we already talked about Louis a little bit. He's the man. He very early on, when he's being called out and chastised at the camp, which we're about to get to, mm-hmm. when black players look at him and say, like, hey, man, you know, wh- why are you not sitting with your people? He very quickly says, I ain't got no people. I'm with everyone. Mm-hmm. Sweet guy. He's so cute. You just want to give him a hug. Mm-hmm. So nice. Let's go to the camp. Camp. Let's get yelled at. Let's do push-ups. Let's cry. Mm-hmm. This sucks. Oh, my God. I could never go through football conditioning. <laughs> we don't get no water, man. Oh, my God. I don't have the physical or mental capacity to, to do what these boys do. However, before we even get to that, mm-hmm. can we just say... The place that they go through this football camp in, this training, absolutely ridiculous. Are they in Hogwarts? Some big-ass building. It is the fanciest, like, most just European-looking campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they are on the East Coast. They're in the East. So I guess things look a little bit fancier over there. But, geez. This here, Virginia. All Virginia. Right? Virginia. Mm-hmm. So it's got that old school European flavor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's back in the day. These are the first buildings here. Yo. Got a quick fun fact for you. The place that they went was like Gettysburg College. So that's oh, why they're, well, that that's why they're right sense. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Coach Boone, he quickly realizes, hey, we got some racists hanging out. No, The town really? don't want us here, but we're here and we got to make the best of it. They got to go to a little training camp as football programs do in high school. And you know what? He's going to force these kids to get to know each other. An amazing move. Absolutely love it. He quickly realizes, oh, all the white players are sitting together. All the black players are sitting together. This ain't going to build a winning team. He says, get off the bus. And in front of all the racist white people, says, get off the bus. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what you think this is. You're going to sit offense in one bus, defense in another bus next to a player of the opposite race, and you better get used to him because that person's going to be your roommate for the uh, rest of the camp. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Not only that, because shit, you know, they, they're still not really going for it. I mean, we got Louie killing it. He's Louis! having a great time just singing uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Temptations, and all that stuff mm-hmm. with the Rev and everyone else. He's having a great time. But after Denzel... Talks to him, and he's got his spirits up like, oh, yeah, all right. We got a white guy talking to everyone else. 
No one else volunteers. Aww. So Denzel's like, you know what? You have homework. You have homework. You got to get to know a teammate of a different race, a different one every day for the rest of the camp. Right here, I'm thinking there's a really good thing that there ain't no third race here. Otherwise, everyone <laughs> would have lost their shit. The third race is Eddie. Um, <laughs> you imagine just one fucking... One Latino? Yeah, just one Mexican. Like, oh, shit. All right, man. <laughs> What's opposite to me? I'm confused. Uh-huh. Denzel will be making the right move. Oh, yeah. Because it's like that. I feel like that is such a huge part of like that racial bias. Mm-hmm. is the lack of knowing people from exactly. different backgrounds. Right. So that's how you break down those walls is mm-hmm. by sledgehammering people into these situations. Right. You're uncomfortable. Good. Be uncomfortable until mm-hmm. you're not uncomfortable anymore. Yep. And then you realize there was no reason for you to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. in the first Build place. Those bonds. Mm-hmm. It's great. We get a little montage. This is intercut with, you know, practice intercut mm-hmm. with, Fights between the different races. Mm-hmm. Sunshine shows up. A little bit more on that in a second. Sunshine. But they're still not clicking. They're not gelling. So they wake up one morning, early morning. Mm-hmm. And Denzel says, we're going to go for a run. It's not even like early morning. It's like insanely <laughs> late at night. Yeah, it's like 3 a.m. They, they went to sleep an hour ago and they're waking yeah. up and like, hey. We're oh about my to go god! For a run. It sucks. And he runs them to the field where they had the Battle of Gettysburg. Yikes! I mean, I've never been to a battlefield before, but I've heard people say that it's pretty, like, just moving. So they get to the field. Everyone's tired, and Denzel's looking very uh, introspectively <laughs> at everyone. And he says, "Anybody know this place? This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg." 50,000 men died right here on this field. Fight! The same fight that we're still fighting amongst ourselves today. This green field right here was painted red, bubbling with the blood of young boys, smoking hot lead pouring right through their bodies. Listen to their souls, men. I killed my brother with malice in my heart. Hatred destroyed my family. You listen, and you take a lesson from the dead. If we don't come together right now on this hollowed ground, we too will be destroyed just like they were. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll learn to play this game like men. Wow. Denzel is Denzeling through Eddie's body. It's just, oh, I could feel myself getting emotional reading it there. Mm -hmm. Just such powerful words. And I don't care if it's Hollywood or not. I don't care if he didn't say those exact words. Because, I mean, if he did, my goodness, Boone, a very poetic man. Yes. How do you not fire it up? And how do you not want them to come together and be successful? Mm -hmm. Just what? And what a coach. (laughs) You know? like I mean, it wasn't just the boys running either. It was the coach. Yeah. It was Boone and Yost. Uh Uh-huh. And Yost And I think and the defensive and offensive line coaches. Oh, yeah. Everyone was there. Everybody was doing it together. But it's just like, obviously, it's Hollywood again. But what a coach. Mm -hmm. This man is teaching them life lessons through the game of football. And and meanwhile, I'm just like, yes, this is a game, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. That's just that's no, just but it's because not, I, it's not just a game, though. I know. Not for it's them the, because they're battling with racism, desegregation, with racism. I guess that's the only way that I. I guess it's not the only way that I get really involved in sports, but it's like, oh, you got to tie it into like the real world. Oh, sure. I mean, that's what they do in movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Spirit in the sky. We get a little montage with that as things go bad but get better in the camp. Hooray, growth. Kayla, care to tell us about Sunshine? He's a pretty impactful guy right off the bat. Yeah, well, it's also very strange because he gets thrown into the team in the middle of camp. Mm-hmm. It's and it's wild. I Do guess you not the, remember what happened. I don't. I just okay. remember he showed up. There was a kid <laughs> from his dad got transferred, mm-hmm. right? And he was a military, right? Military brat. He was a military brat who got transferred from Cali. Mm-hmm. And then um, he was like, well, I'm quarterback back home, right? Well, yes, that he says he's a good quarterback. They say, we're pretty good in that position, but maybe you could play something else. Mm-hmm. He throws a football pinpoint, hits Bertier in the back because Bertier uses that old classic homosexual uh, nickname of calling him a fruitcake. Mm-hmm. You remember calling people fruits? No. That was a 90s thing. Yeah, I didn't call people that because I... <laughs> I don't know. It was just... Oh, you're saying you're better than me? Yes, I didn't play video <laughs> games and I wasn't toxic oh, like what that. What video games have to do with anything? Are you telling me you weren't just like yelling at people over the internet and calling them problematic no. things? No, because in the 90s, I didn't have the internet to play video games with. We were calling each other fruits in person. Oh, <laughs> well, that's the way God intended it, didn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> What happens is Sunshine's father, he quickly tried to get him to play football and no other team had black players. And because he's a military guy and I guess an okay person, he said, you know what, the way I see it, if they can die together, they should be able to play football together. Mm -hmm. So he was adamantly opposed to having Sunshine on an all white team. Mm, I see. So Sunshine's there. He gets called a fruitcake. What's his response? He knows he makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Sure. And he digs his heels in with it Uh because he's not insecure about it because when he first showed up, he had really long hair. Yeah. And they made him cut it to a a shorter length, but it's still, you know, it's got some length. They didn't buzz it or anything. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's significantly shorter. And they. They're telling your mama jokes. Yeah, they're telling your mama jokes and everything's good until, I mean, it's not initially good because Gary doesn't understand like that line of humor. He takes it really personally (laughs) at first. Well, it's because he's white and he's never been like around that kind of like cultural, like, well, and it's just like, it's just ribbing, you know, you're just, Uh you're just getting your digs in to get a rise out of people, see who can make them the other person the most angry mm-hmm. it's just then so making funny. fun of his mom and then he's like oh it's not personal it's such a classic just like what are white people like thing what'd you what, say about my yeah, mom white yeah. people don't understand jokes no they <laughs> he's don't. immediately like the fuck did you say yeah and then julius is like hey man relax and he sees that they all make fun of each other's mom louis got the best one yeah. Oh my he god. He walks in holding Louis, his back. Who is just a big man. Oh yeah, he's gotta be three hundred at least. Easy. Uh he walks in holding his back <laughs> and then uh Petey, he's like, Hey Louis, what's wrong with you? And he's like, 
man, I just got done carrying your mama and she weighs double what I weigh. And everyone's just like, ah, ha, 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 oh my Amazing. God. Amazing. Everyone it. sort of jumps in. They all start play fighting. Mm-hmm. Sunshine comes up and he's like, hey, Gary, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? And then he kisses him uh-huh. on the mouth. On the lips. And it makes him so mad and uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And then he almost like kills this dude. Yeah. But he's quick. He's spry. Mm-hmm, he Dodging, is. dipping, and all that. <laughs> he reminds me of like Karate Kid. I don't know. Uh-huh. He's just got like that X factor. He can feel it on the back of his neck, you know? Right. Oh, and we fucking forgot to mention, but right before this is the iconic scene where they're saying, Ain't no mountain high enough. Fantastic. So good because so we see again Louis in the mix. He's to give the quote that I really like just because it rhymes, but he's good in any hood. They do a Ain't No Mountain High. It's fucking great. We see Ryan Gosling getting just the... Oh. He's starting to realize, man, this music is too good. This music. Because This dancing. music makes me give up racism. Right, right? He's dancing <laughs> next to the super racist on their team, and the super racist is like, why the hell is he dancing to this music? But you can't have to deny the Marvin Gaye. Oh, Marvin Gaye is a king. And then after that, that's when sunshine kisses Bertier. Julius yep. is like, what's wrong? Say so he he kissed me. And he's like, Girl. and yes, I love it. Ryan Gosling, he pretty soon after gives up racism Hooray! because of music. The music is just banging too hard. This gets us into the sort of, I mean, yes, racism. Desegregation. Racism. These just are the caps. big themes, big plot points. Just below that, though, is the stakes that Boone yeah. is in. The, the administrator guy comes up to him and essentially says, I'm afraid we put you in a tough spot. Essentially, if you lose, you're going to lose your job. And that's it. They said, we didn't uh, think you'd make it out of camp. Because when they come back from camp, after having a breakthrough, the team is unified. Yeah! Wee, 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 wee. In short, the breakthrough is that Julius and Gary have come to terms with the fact that they aren't so different. And We're it not all so comes, different, you and I. <laughs> it all comes when Gary finally listens to Julius's words. He mm-hmm. sticks up against the other white players for not doing their job. Calls and then he out. hits Julius and says, left side! Strong side! Left side! And the coaches are fucking loving it. The team gets together. And they return to the real world. And shit ain't good. Shit shit is very bad. Everybody is very angry. There's like picketing happening on the Mm -hmm. first day of school. 1971. 1971, people. Not Uh, long ago at all. I I just want you to think about 50 years ago. uh, There's people who were alive then, who are still alive now. And in fact, uh, a lot of them are in power in the U.S. government. No. Ain't that some fucking shit? No. No. <laughs> Let's again get away from politics. And hey. It's impossible in this movie. There's no way we can. Here's some lines that are stuck in my head. This is just where I'm essentially going to give you why <laughs> I love this movie. Because these and he's about to lines... word vomit on all of you. <laughs> These are Prepare things that play, play in my mind repeatedly, similar to the Jersey Shore situation with Oh, those Adinas. Oh, those These Adinas. lines, every single time I hear them in the movie, I pop. Not only that, I pop myself 
just sitting in my room late at night. <laughs> These are lines that I just say to myself randomly and make me remember why I love this movie. Obviously, we know the you are coach line. Denzel hits Yost with you overcooking my grits. Mm-hmm. When PD shows up, what position you play? Running back. The running back, y'all. Denzel hitting them white boys with the who's your daddy? Oh, I didn't like that. Why not? Because it's, it's aggressive. Had to put him in a place. He's aggressive and it just makes me uncomfortable. You got to show them that they're not on your level. He's the coach. This man was acting like he was going to boss him around. Like he's you know, the coach. Mm-mm. As an educator, I guess I can respect it. Mm-hmm. It's just very demeaning. Well, good. Because they needed to be demeaned. They're racist. You're right. <laughs> Don't defend Nazi. the racisms. Punch the Nazis. Okay, go ahead. When they're at the camp, Denzel says, you know what? We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. Perfection. (laughs) Let's get to work. I just, the inflection, you know? Mm -hmm. The pace with which he says words, it's in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. Louis Lassick, he's just a light-skinned brother. Well, I'm a dark-skinned I, mm-hmm. cracker. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many of these little fun phrases uh, in this movie. That's very good. When the when the assistant coach, like, he sees them, it's when the they're arguing. Guy? I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. When they see them arguing over the water, and Denzel says, he signals for him to go handle it. He says the phrase, looking like a bunch of bombs out here. <laughs> and I just love the way he it's says so it. so aggressive. Looking like a bunch of bombs. What happens when they ask for water? Water. Uh... Water is for cowards. Water makes you weak. Water is for washing blood off that uniform. And you don't get no blood on my uniform, boy. You must be outside your mind. We are going to do up-downs until Blue is no longer tired and thirsty. Oh. Put them in their place. Oh, it's uncomfy. Oh, I'm not going to say the whole thing, but we 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 said Gary and Julius, they have a whole back and forth where essentially Gary says Julius has a bad attitude. He says attitude Mm -hmm. reflects leadership. And he says, you know, I'm supposed to wear myself out for the team. What team? Because they ain't united. Mm -hmm. After the sunshine kiss, a character who I don't remember his name, if they even say it, but he's kind of just like a background character. He leans in and says, there's too much male bonding going on in here for me. I'm out. <laughs> you dig? <laughs> Fantastic. Just like, what the hell? Why does this guy get to do just fun one-liners? It would. I talk, that's what I want to do. Right. Put me in a movie. Just throw me in for like three good lines, and I'm I'm out. Get my a paycheck. Little... I'm got. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. The next line is a line that's iconic in my house. I mean, my mother says this pretty much every time that she says the phrase "I can't." She says it like Petey eventually which is very funny oh my god oh my god now i'm gonna be listening to this from your mom yo says hey you should come play defense for me he's like i i can't i haven't practiced <laughs> with the defense it's so good he's just aghast he's right. like uh-uh i'm not doing that another pd line after they get a dub he says the tides are here y'all we ain't going nowhere <laughs> <laughs> so sassy it's so good Petey's very funny. You, you should say the next line because you love it so much. Okay. Sunshine looks sad. Mm-hmm. And he, Petey says, 
Why the clouds, sunshine? <laughs> oh my god, it's so new. amazing, it's so good, immaculate. Uh, and Petey, he he's not afraid to clap back at these racists. Because mm-hmm. Petey's just talking to some white girls who seemingly have no problem with him, are like buddy buddy and laughing at his jokes, and don't yeah. seem to like hate him or be racist at all. But obviously, the white man's got to come ruin it. And he comes up, this ugly ass dude, and he's like, "You talking to my girl?" And Pete's like, well, I don't see any livestock around here, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's just like, the balls on this <laughs> you're, man. You're dating a cow? You're, you're insinuating that this guy is dating a cow? Mm-hmm. I mean, he may Fantastic. as well be. look like one. Yeah, he's gross. Another line. Game ball. Ronnie Bass. <laughs> <laughs> this is so specific. I just love the Your way he says is just, it. It's just on repeat, huh? Here's an amazing one. Yeah. When Julius finally gets to go over to Gary's house and meet his mama. Mm-hmm. Before that, Julius is standing out there. The song, it's yesterday, Moon. You know that song? Yeah. And it's only when I come Beautiful. Anyways, a cop pulls up and Julius is like, God damn it, I'm about to die. Cop says good game. All that stuff. He's like, holy shit. He turns around. Gary's on the top of the porch and he says, I didn't know your taxi had a siren. <laughs> <laughs> and they bring it in with just like the tightest bro hug. Oh my god! It's so and it's like a throwaway kind of line that uh-huh. you can kind of barely hear. Yeah, but it's so good. It's just the banter. Well, and it's the thing I, that line the ba- oh, is like yeah. that specific like humor that you see from old movies. Like yeah. that that line, you could easily put it inside of White Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like that quick wit. Right. Like, oh, I love it. So and just funny. like and just like playing on racism itself, yeah, <laughs> like, that's a good like, joke because you're like talking about the elephant in the room and talking about the situation, mm-hmm. but doing it in a funny way that's legitimately funny and like shows that you understand. Yeah, that Julius that was, was uncomfortable. A weird, yeah. <laughs> that was a weird thing for him. Like Gary, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, he goes real hard against racism really yeah. quickly. He and essentially it, gives up his entire friend group. Yeah. And he changes like his mother's way of thinking. Yeah. And like gives up his friends, gives up his girlfriend just because he realizes I'm not racist. <laughs> yeah. What what a time. Good for him. After Gary has a little something to happen to him. Yeah. We use the phrase cannot replace a Gary too. Again, just the infliction, just the, the emphasis. Uh huh. And finally, one of the last lines in the movie after they win the big game. What they win the big game? Yeah, sorry, spoilers for a movie that's been it's out 20, for twenty-two two years. years. Yost looks at Boone and he says, "What you did for those boys, you're the right man for the job." And Boone looks back at him without skipping a beat and says, "You Hall of Fame in my book." <laughs> yes, so that they both raised the football together. So and I was just like, ah, yeah, friendship. It's so good. Oh, Yay. It's so nice to see. I don't know. It it's just wild that it I also has just to do love this. men being nice to each other. Right. It's men being nice <laughs> to each other, and it's also wild that racism is a thing and still is. And we'll get to that in a second. Oh, it very much is. It's so nice to see in this film, like the. The brotherhood 
that yeah. Boone and Yost form and that Julius and Gary form. Yeah. White and black coming together, perfect harmony, just like Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder's piano keys. Ebony <laughs> and ivory. That it legitimately brings out emotions. Because you're like, they, you. they, they got over it. They figured it out. And look at the bond that they have. Oh. For life. But except for these good people, there's just some other people in this movie that are just so racist. Yes. And not only are they just so racist that they have backwards thinking, but they're so racist that they will do things that make their life worse. Yeah, just to continue to be a <laughs> racist piece of garbage. <laughs> just to be racist. We're, let's talk about Ryan Gosling. No. No, Ryan. Is he, is he good? No. No, he's pretty much getting ran on. From the first game, he's he's like a defensive end or something. I don't know football, but he essentially has to guard. He plays defense. He has to guard a wide receiver, and he cannot keep up with him. He's getting no. fucking washed left and yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very slow. And then after Yost and the whole, I can't, talks to Petey <laughs> and tells him to go play with the defense because he realizes he's got the stuff. When he's going in, Gosling's father, who's been watching him get washed and yeah. humiliated the whole game, and the team is pretty much losing mm-hmm. solely because, because of him. his son cannot play defense. He's uh, taking out my son, Yost, and he just starts yelling. Dad, dad, just complaining. Would you really want your son to like be blamed for this loss and all that just because you're so racist? No, it's because this this dad is the same dad that won't listen to his kid's teacher when he oh. says, hey, your kid is not doing well mm-hmm. and has not turned in a single assignment this year. Uh-huh. No, it's the teacher's fault. And also, I'm racist. Ah. <laughs> Racism gives you the worst logic. Absolutely. And, and also, here's a little fun fact for uh, all the racists out there listening. Oh, I hope none are, but hopefully hopefully they won't be after they finish this episode. You can literally just not be racist. Mm -hmm. And not only will you lose nothing, you will actually gain so many positive things in your life. Yep. Like you literally get nothing for being racist. No. (laughs) You gain a false superiority complex. Uh Uh-huh, which is false. And you gain... Really, really shitty people. Mm-hmm. And you lose so many good things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, common sense and <laughs> the ability to think logically. Yep. Like this father who would rather see his team lose, his son be upset and lose and be blamed for a loss than just win a game. Yeah, just win a game. Because Petey got in there and man, was he cooking. Oh, yeah. He immediately, like, almost intercepts the pass. Instantly. Locks it down, and they go on to win the game. Fantastic. Petey. Pretty much just because of Angel. Yep. So good. Oh, my God. This scene is so sad. It's tough. When we're we're talking about, like. It's a tough watch. Lack of logic. Mm -hmm. The same same goes for racism with ignorance, right? They're hand in hand. Mm -hmm. They're, like, they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And poor little sunshine. He He from California. He's from California. So and, and this here Virginia. Yeah. He was it after a game one night or it was, was after it just that like, first game? It was after that first game with that first win. 
sunshine very lovingly yeah. is just like, I want to take you guys out to dinner. Come on. It's my treat. Like you've earned it. I really want to, you know, I want to get you some food. You guys are great. Mm-hmm. And PD immediately pushes back. He's like, we can't do that, dude. Yeah. Like, don't do this. Like I, we can't eat with you. Mm-hmm. We're in Virginia. I can't share a table with you, let alone go into that restaurant. Mm-hmm. But Sunshine keeps pushing and pushing, and they barely make it through the doorway. He's got it. And That's what it says. Yeah, he's he's got it. <laughs> and then they just proceed to get like berated by the shop owner, and mm-hmm. they basically tell him to get out. Yeah. Petey gets really embarrassed and angry. Yeah, for um, good reason. Yeah. He, you know, the the owner of the restaurant clearly not full. Says we're all full up. Yeah, you know there's what? like 20 empty tables. Uh-huh. You can bring them around back and pick up food from the back. You know, just that whole demeaning thing that people had to go through. Like a dog like, in the yeah, fucking being alleyway. treated like, like a lesser being, like mm-hmm. an animal. Yeah. So obviously Petey's upset and he's, Sunshine is very apologetic. He didn't know, he didn't know, but that goes back to the ignorance. It's like he knew. And that's where Petey, he says, you know, like, come on, man, you pull something, you pull something like that, you better be able to back it up. And Blue is next to him, and he's like, come on, Petey, like, he didn't know, like, be easy on him. He's like, Blue, he don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And he's just so upset, and Blue's just yeah. like, hey, walk it off, like, get out of here. And then that splits, <laughs> I was going to use the term, splits the party. <laughs> I mean, so it's a D&D. Like D&D. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, D&D you know, is, they are. The, they're part the of the same players, campus. Yeah, all the black players walk off together, and Julius is like, what happened? He's trying to figure it out. Petey's fired up, and Gosling and Bertier are, like, upset. They're like, damn it, you know, this sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. And they all walk off together. I, yeah. Again, something that I just remember is Gosling gives a really good slap to the back of <laughs> Sunshine, I believe. Yeah. Or, or Bertier when they're walking off. Mm-hmm. And you can just see it's like, ah, they can't escape racism. Damn even it. though, Even though they don't want to believe yeah the society that they exist in currently Mm -hmm. gives them no other option but to to do that so but but a testament to these (sighs) guys is that especially bertier and julius they're the captains and they're keeping everyone else in check Mm -hmm. not only that the team is keeping themselves in check because the team themselves calls together a meeting and essentially says like we're playing really poorly yeah we came together at camp cool but now that we're in the real world and they want to tell us we can't be together we're letting that tear us apart yeah they keep each other in check have a little team meeting and it's just so weird because <laughs> they're doing that and yet gary's ex-best friend yeah is just so racist he's so racist and still on the team that it's such a weird thing to be essentially a team that's 98 99 together yeah. But then you've got one guy who would like murder mm-hmm. one of your teammates. Yeah, I have no idea like how he made it that far. His body. But he his doesn't time. make it much farther. Uh-uh. They want to warm up a little different. Ooh. Iconic scene. Stretching. We gotta get our dance on. Uh-huh. What do they do? Oh, you know, they just throw together a little dance number. Mm-hmm. And that's how they like intimidate slash distract slash confuse. Right. The opposing team. It's similar to the Haka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it is. It is. It is, but it's not like intimidating. It's just like, 
we're here to have fun uh, and we're confidence. cohesive also you're playing against black people how do you feel mm-hmm. about that you're racist you feel about that you piece of garbage you're about to get stomped out that's enough of a mental game for some of those teams i'm sure oh yeah and when the when this movie came out this mm-hmm. was like inescapable oh the little like, dance people were doing the dance people funny enough in the song as i say everywhere you go you could hear people saying, we are the Titans. It was so much fun. It's another iconic scene, like the Ain't No Mountain High Enough scene, mm-hmm. where it just shows the, the bond that they have. Yeah. But like you said, quickly after this, racist, he completely ignores an audible, allows Rev to get tackled, sacked. He breaks mm-hmm. his wrist, and Sunshine's mm-hmm. got to go Poor in. Rev. When Sunshine's going in, he doesn't know what to do. Boone looks at him and says, hey, hey, listen. When I was younger, my family needed me. Twelve brothers and sisters. I was the youngest one, but they all looked up to me. He essentially tells Sunshine, you got to go in there and command your troops. you got to lead. Mm-hmm. And his, his uh, assistant coach looks at him and says, twelve brothers and sisters? He says, eight. It's like, yeah, twelve, 12 is better. <laughs> <laughs> just, again, this, this guy's an amazing coach. He's oh, just yeah. right there with the stories that need mm-hmm. he needs to get his kids. The motivators. Uh-huh. He knows who needs the carrot and who needs the stick. Right. He's very good at identifying those motivating factors. Oh, yeah. I love that Sunshine immediately goes in, sets the tone, does a little duck under, has the player hurt himself trying to sack him. I love it. Mind games. Sunshine is so smart. Mm-hmm. He's a mental player. Yeah. And he you knows because know? he also hates racists. Yes. And he knows, you know, he he knows that he's getting the dig in and he knows that he's messing with their minds as a white person. You know, as the, the he's white like, oh, guy. I can't trust the guy that looks like me now. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. That That's why it's just so nice to see them come together, get along. Because, again, to, to make it real, I mean, this whole movie is real. It's based on a true story, even though I'm sure certain events are dramatized, Hollywood and oh, all yeah. that. It's the fact of the matter that for movements of equality to be successful it demands that those in the majority those in power latch onto it and support yes the movement mm-hmm. so you need the gary Bertier, you need the sunshine you need the louis lassick you need you yost, need yost. And, his, and his daughter to show we're not going to stand for this anymore mm-hmm. we're here we're brothers what does gary do after this because he sees he sees what happens he approaches Boone, mm-hmm. who at the beginning of the season, before at, at camp, actually, I yep. think is when he said it. He said, I will never cut a player from this team. Mm-hmm. You will sit on the bench. You will do X, Y, and Z, but you will not be cut. Yep. Because this is a commitment. Right. But Gary approaches Boone and he's like, I know exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. He missed that audible on purpose. He wanted Rev to get hurt, and I don't want him on this team anymore. Yep. And Boone essentially says, well, you know my policy. Like, I'm not going to cut him. You're going to cut him if you want him off. Right. And then he cuts his quote-unquote best friend right. from the team. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Pretty, like... pretty metal. That's pretty oh, yeah. intense. It's so good. And then again, his friend is just so racist that he can't... He, he was so racist, he had this hate in his heart that he allowed a player to get hurt mm-hmm. acted like he could get away with it and then was, he, he uses the phrase like you're going to give up our friendship for them 
You know, it's like, what do you mean them? It's us. We're a (laughs) team. You're so racist. You literally lost your best friend, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. just because you couldn't. You see Gary over there having a great time. Yeah. And it's just wild that he's so racist. He can't be friends with his best friend anymore. Yeah. Like you can literally not. Gary has gained so much. You can just get over it. (laughs) Yeah. What again, like you said, all it gives you was falsehoods. All it gives you is like this false sense of like, oh, I'm better. You literally lose nothing by not being racist anymore. Well, it's just so toxic. And it makes me sad to think like some people will be so indoctrinated Mm -hmm. in like living in that fog of like this illusion that you are better than somebody based Mm -hmm. on something that is completely out of your control. Based on a lie. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like White supremacy is a fucking joke and it's not okay. But some people need that like itty bitty speck of something to latch on to in order to feel like they're, yeah, exactly. They're so, they're so weak Mm -hmm. that they grab onto one thing that they can identify with. Mm -hmm. That they made up in their head. Yeah. It's not even real. I'm such a little shit, and I'm so pathetic, and my life sucks so much ass that I have to make up in my mind that, oh, I'm genetically superior to these people. Mm -hmm. With no, with nothing. Nothing. No. It's ridiculous. Yost. Yost gets stood up hard. Yes, real fast. Yeah. (laughs) Before this. We get a nice little fun times we win in montage. Oh, yeah. It's great because we see about three games. And then uh, seeing as the season is 13 games, we can't show you all of them. Fast forward. So, so they do the montage. It's with the song that goes, uh, don't, 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 You know that one? Yeah, that was good. Thank you. I think and everybody knows what you're talking about. It's just got that great, it's got that great little joke. Again, that's like the old humor where they're killing it 6070-80. And the diner puts up a sign that says Titans Eat Free, and it shows them hella destroying some food. And then the waitress goes up and erases the free. So it just says Titans Eat. Yep, they do. <laughs> it's it like, is a oh, statement. Those young men, they be eating. Eating them at a house. And I always think it's so funny because it's just that old humor. Mm-hmm. Makes me laugh. Gives me a good chuckle. Uh, uh, uh. Back to Yost. He gets done dirty. Poor Yost. He he was supposed to be Hall of Fame before all this happens. And he's apparently we, still on the track. But. Well, here's the thing. Like, wasn't he on track? Because he had been coaching this team for what? 14 years or something like that? Oh, yeah. He's been there something for Something exponential. Like crazy. So they were literally like going to give him. The Hall of Fame, like that season, mm-hmm. and they just pulled the rug right out from under him because he's he essentially like refused to, I don't know, cheat Boone out of this position, essentially, right? Oh yeah, because these old ass white guys, yeah, they come were, up to him, yeah, and they're like, "Don't worry about Coach Boone, we got it taken care of." The next game, it's very obvious mm. that the fi- the fix is in. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they paid off the refs. Yeah, everyone's getting called on everything on the Titans, and the opposing team is getting every call their way. Yost looks over. He sees them old racists just loving it. He sees his daughter, though, and his daughter is just losing her mind. She's like, this is unfair. What a terrible call. What is happening? 
And Yost being the good guy that he is, recognizes that if his daughter sees that something's wrong, if his daughter doesn't agree with... Who is very knowledgeable, by the way. Oh, yeah. However. Well, not only that, but it's also her just showing him that this is not not okay. okay. We are not these people. That's not how he raised his daughter. Yeah. (laughs) He calls out the ref. He uses another line that's old school that I love. He says, you call this game right. Or I'll go to the papers. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to go to the papers. And I love that that was a threat back in the day. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go to anymore. the papers. Yeah. Now we just say, you're going to get canceled, I guess, mm-hmm. would be the canceled. equivalent. Nice canceled. Threat. All right. And after they win the game, because the Titans are better when the game is fair. Duh. Old ass racist guy comes up to him with this fucking bony ass, his mm. huge little bend in his back because racism is just weighing him down um, and he just tells Yost I took a straw poll you just lost yourself the hall of fame because you wasn't racist enough mm-hmm. that was a direct quote people because Yost, um, Yost took all his racism stats which weren't even high to begin with nah. honestly non-existent he took those stats that would have been put there and just put them in winning and being a yeah, good guy Yeah, look at that so the racism he just wasn't racist enough for the hall of fame Nope. Should have been honestly, more racist. Is that the Hall of Fame you want to be in? Mm-mm, wouldn't want it now anyways. Nope, nope, Bunch nope, of nope. old rednecks. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what Hayden says, right? Mm-hmm. I love how I just don't know the character's name, so I'm just calling her Hayden. I don't remember her name either, and I've seen this movie like 15 plus times. There you go. There's a super racist uh, opposing coach. Oh, God, yeah. Boonga's the last laugh, though. Because I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. <laughs> which, is, which is funny to say. Insert the caveat here. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say exactly what he said. Luckily, he doesn't say the N-word. Maybe in real life he did. But in this movie, he's getting interviewed and says, like, oh, you're not going to trade tape with Coach Boone? And he says, I'm not going to do anything to help that monkey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> when you see that good old-fashioned racism... And you no. hear it, it's it hits you in the gut. It's jarring. Yeah. But Boone, the strong, smart man that he is, after they win the game, what's he do? <laughs> yeah, he goes to shake the guy's hand. He doesn't shake it. Mm-hmm. And then he hands him a banana. <laughs> Got your ass. Oh, my God. What's up, baby? <laughs> you can call me whatever you want as long as you call me a winner. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, got him! Gorgeous! It is yes. time Yay, for your favorite goodness. section. Hooray! 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 Give it to us, Julius and Gary, enemies to brothers. Oh Ooh. my God! I, you know, this is probably my second fav- favorite trope. Instead of enemies to lovers, it's mm-hmm. enemies to brothers, and it's brothers. fantastic. Oh my God, I love it so much. They're hella winning. They're so winning. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Yes, you have. Gary, in a little bit of a weird mood, he looks over at Julius and says, hey, man, do you just want to go? Julius like, nah, I got to be with my girl tonight. I got to. He's I like, where, 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 where are you going to go, Gary? And Gary's like, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to go. It's like, Gary. Gary, no. Gary, no. <laughs> Gary, you're gonna, no. You're going to wander aimlessly. This is not a good idea. Yeah, no. I don't like it. God is looking down from the heavens. Oh, no, Satan's looking up from above. No, Satan would never do this. God is You're looking down right. from the heavens. <laughs> and God says, 
Things are going too good for Gary Birds here. Mm, you know what Gary needs. Things are going too good in this town. I think Gary, you know, the the absolute ideal and pinnacle of what it is to be a good man. Mm-hmm. A man who turned his back on his family and friends because they were racist and said, yeah. no, that's not me. I see the quality in a man, in a man's heart. I do not see the differences in us. I see what is the same. Mm-hmm. God says, you know what? Things are going too good. I'm going to ruin this. I'm a paralyzed man. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, no, Gary goes. He's driving. I'm going to be honest. I kind of blame this guy a little bit, even though it is Gary's fault. Yeah. But Gary's over there. He's driving. This is fanatic. Just like on the sidewalk. He's pointing at Gary aggressively. And he's just like, Gary, you, man, you. You and did Gary's, this. Gary, yeah. Gary hits him back with the nah, you, man. You and then Gary fucking accelerates into the intersection. Why? Why, Gary? Why? With his finger and his head out the window and immediately gets hit by like a big construction truck. Yeah. And good feeling gone. Good feeling is gone. God is just <sighs> testing him. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Telling him to uh, stop driving distracted. Oh. And that, this, that was the message that needed to be heard, huh? Hey, God doesn't give us any battles that we can't win. You know, he doesn't oh, give us any gosh. more than we can handle. <laughs> it's essentially a way to yada, yada, yada your troubles away. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yep. I don't really care about what you're going through. Uh, I don't have a reason to, though. So, uh, anyways. Anyways. The hospital scene breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. But in a good way. Yeah, it's very heartwarming. Uh, it makes me sad. Because Julius obviously gets there as soon as he can. We see everyone in there sad. He was so scared. Uh-huh. I mean, that's Gary right there. Yeah. He goes up to Coach Boone, and Boone is like, you know, it's not it's not going good. Just like, tell me. Tell me. what What's wrong? And Boone says he's paralyzed from the waist down. And Julius immediately like, don't say that to me. Don't say that to me. He just gets super emotional. He goes to Gary's mom and says, I'm sorry. She says, you know, in, in a nice way, it's it's endearing. She's like, those tears aren't going to make my boy walk again. He doesn't want to see anyone but you, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Aww. When he goes to walk in, the nurse is trying to say to Julius, you know what, you're not supposed to be in here. But Gary mm-hmm. looks at her and says, says, <laughs> Alice, don't you see the family resemblance? That's my brother. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and oh. it's funny because he's black. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for explaining it. <laughs> wow. It's true, though. It is funny. Uh huh. It's a good joke, but it's, it's also extremely joke. sweet. Uh huh. Oh. Julius, Julius is like, Man, I should have been with you. I should have been with you. Gary's like, are you kidding me? You would have been in the bed next to me. And Julius, you know, starts getting sad. He's like, this can't be happening to you. You, you Superman. Mm-hmm. And then, in the part when uh. last, last time we watched it, I was choking up just watching it. Because it always yeah. gets me emotional. Mm-hmm. Because Julius and Gary, they're bonding. They're talking about, you know, what's going to happen, what's going on. And then Julius says, you know what? One day, we're going to get old. And we're going to get fat. Mm-hmm. And we're going to move into the same neighborhood right next to each other. And there ain't going to be none of this black white between us. 
and Gary starts crying and I start crying and everyone in the audience is crying because we're it's all just, crying because it's such a simple ideal. Yeah. And again, it goes back to the fact that racism is just such a sad thing mm-hmm. that all this man wants to do is just be able to live next to his best friend mm-hmm. and not have to worry about the hate that the world just throws on them for no reason. Mm-hmm. It just gets me emotional because I'm just like, oh, what a simple, simple thing mm-hmm. that unfortunately is still a problem Yeah, in the world we are in today. Mm-hmm. But it's so beautiful seeing these two men, they're young, young men, but they realize it has to get better. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to go away and we're going to try and make it go away. Mm-hmm. They're brothers, goddammit. They're brothers, Alice. <laughs> you <Forever>. jerk. <laughs> you oh. racist nurse. Don't you see it? Oh, she's not. She was I know. Nice. It was a joke. Okay. <laughs> I know. She's lovely. <laughs> Don't you disparage Alice. No, Alice is fine. She was just doing her job. She was trying to follow rules. I understand. Oh, oh it's so sad. It's okay, Eddie. You can cry. Keep it's, it's just crazy that that's like the ideal world for them and it still is not here yeah it's still something that a lot of people struggle with and in fact it's gotten worse in recent years yeah at least in the good old us of a hey usa 1971 USA. ironic usa chant let me hear it <laughs> no Woo. absolutely not i know but anyway they <laughs> they have to keep playing, right? Anyway, it's time for the last game. We cannot replace a Garrett Bird here, but we got to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're kind of getting rocked at yeah. halftime. Yeah, it's and not I mean, good. For good reason, because the team is still definitely, uh, their morale is low. I mean, yeah, that's a huge toll to be taken. They're trying to do their best. And Boone realizes... He maybe went a little too hard and trying to save face and look strong. He kind of realizes that he maybe shouldn't have done a press conference. And he realizes that these young men are suffering. They're hurting. They're losing. And at halftime, he does something he's never done. And he says, you know what? It's okay. We had a good season. If we lose here now, it's okay because we did all that we could do. We did the best we could. Yeah. Julius ain't trying to hear it. Nuh uh, uh uh. Mm-mm. You better not be talking that mess. Mm-hmm. Julius is here to correct it. Julius is so like captivating and invigorating mm-hmm. and just, oh, he does such a good job here. So, Coach Boone, he ends it by saying, do your best. That's all anybody can ask for. Julius says, no, it ain't, Coach. With all due respect, uh, you demanded more of us. You demanded perfection. Now, I ain't saying that I'm perfect, because I'm not. And I ain't ever going to be. None of us are. But we have won every single game we have played till now. So this team is perfect. We stepped out on that field that way tonight. And uh, if it's all the same to you, Coach Boone, that's how we want to leave it. Just Mm -hmm. fucking raise my fist and start just shaking it in the sky. Just, Mm -hmm. yes, Julius! We're going to do it. Halftime adjustments, baby. Yep. That's what it's all about. There you go. They come out just swinging for the fences. 
Wrong sport, but yes. Reinvigorated. <laughs> <laughs> You're mixing analogies. What they did was they brought in a QB. The enemy team's like, why are they bringing in a QB? And then we have Sunshine pitch it to the Rev. And Sunshine blocks the hell out of the players coming to get Rev and mm-hmm. just leads him to the goal line. Sunshine gets, he's a fucking QB. I know. And I mean, obviously in the high school level, there's some players that play both ways. And in fact, Sunshine was playing both ways, him and a few others. They said, all right, from now on, Sunshine, someone else, someone else, you're playing offense and defense. Yeah. So Sunshine is just an all-star. Mm-hmm. He blocks like three attackers to leave Rev room to go get the goal and they get that dub. Yeah, that's crazy. The perfect season. I just got to say, someone should have kept Gary away from cars. Oh, Dad, why'd you gotta do this? <laughs> because oh no, I just, I just remember as a kid, first time okay, didn't really understand, you know, wasn't really paying that much attention to the epilogue. The yeah. uh, the action was over. Everyone was very sad. Mm-hmm. But after we see that we're at a funeral, I'm thinking, hell no. Who died? Come to find out, Gary. Yeah, he died in a in a car accident. Uh, and I was like, Gary, someone should have kept him out of these vehicles. Because my oh, man got man. paralyzed and then died, both from traffic accidents. Jesus Christ. Like, again, and God's up there smiling. He said, yep, you know he's what? Like, That's hilarious. Damn, I got his ass. Oh, my God. Uh, what rotten luck. I can't hey, believe it. But Gary did... What was he a gold medalist in the Paralympics? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he won gold in the Paralympics. Was this an awesome scene that we sort of skipped by, but we can say now because yeah. he looks at Coach Yost, who coached him in the Paralympics, which is awesome. What? Yeah, Yost was his coach. That's so cool. Yeah, he looks at him like the day, two days after he was paralyzed, and he says, "You know what? I've been reading up on things that uh, people, people who in wheelchairs can do." Says they got Olympics, my man. Did not let this bring him down in any way. He Could said, okay. I'd, I would be wallowing for the <laughs> right? rest of my I, days. I would be, woe is me, uh-huh. day and night. Yep. But Gary, he didn't even skip a beat. No. He's just like, you know what? Fine. I can't use my legs. Guess what? I'll we go be an athlete else. in a wheelchair. Yep. Just a testament to Superman. Superman. He's a good guy. He's really bad around cars, but he's a good guy. That's not his fault. No. <laughs> that's not his fault. Okay. God, that's so sad. It's like the I guy who got struck by lightning. Like eight times? I think it was more than that. <laughs> I think it was like 12. Oh, okay. I don't oh, know. Oh, God. The human lightning rod. Honestly, oh. one one is too much to be struck by lightning. So yeah. multiplying that <laughs> by like 800% is insane. Yeah, that's too much. All right. Oh, poor Gary. Rest in peace, dude. Rest in peace, Gary Bertier. Let's get to the DTR. Define the relationship. I, this is a better movie than I remember it being. I remember it being good. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I was like, damn, this is really good. This movie, so is, good. Vi- this movie is fantastic. Yep. Am I show dependent on it? No. Damn. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not a convert. However, give us a couple more watches. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. I'll be quoting it along with you. (laughs) But um, 
the thing about this movie is that it's unfortunately still really poignant. Yeah. I don't mean to be a pessimist, but I can see this being relatable for a very long time. Unfortunately true. This is a really nice movie. I don't like football at all. I have absolutely no desire to watch a football game. I could not care less about it. Yeah. But this movie makes you care. Mm-hmm. Not about the game itself, but about the people involved. And with any good sports story, that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. Not about the plays. It's not about the the score. It's about the human spirit and its resilience against adversity. So for that reason, I have an evolving and growing relationship with Remembrance Titans. I like it. We'll take it. For me, let's just get it out the way. Fully show dependent. You know it. You you weren't expecting it, but guess what? Oh, wow. Didn't see that coming. I mean, I listed off a whole bunch of quotes and said them as close to the movie as I can because I, I remember how they're said. Yeah. Like previously stated, I mean, I watched this movie so much as a youth, and I still watch this movie a lot as an adult. As Kayla said, it's the unfortunate truth that a lot of these things, the racism, the hate, is still relevant in today's world. And, I mean, this movie resonates with me so much so that, uh, you know, it brings me to tears. Mm-hmm. When I think about the world that Julius and Gary Bertier envisioned for themselves in the future, it saddens me that that world is still not here. Mm-hmm. But it is a testament to the human heart that Boone and Yost became lifelong friends, that Gary and Julius became lifelong friends until Gary's unfortunate and untimely death. The message that everyone can come together and realize just how alike they are and realize Mm. that we don't have to have this hate in our heart. And as a matter of fact, we are so much better for coming together than we are apart. Remember the Titans is a beautiful movie to me. It's iconic to me personally. It's iconic to my family. It's iconic within my friend group. A lot of my friends really love this movie. And at the end of the day, It tells a beautiful story while also providing levity, while also providing great moments of happiness, great jokes amongst the sadness and amongst the struggle. But ultimately, at the end, it is about coming together. And with that, farewell. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Show Dependent Podcast. If you liked what you heard here, please do us a favor. Download. Follow and spread the word. Tell all your fellow Titans that they can find the Show Dependent Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we will be there. At least we should be. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow on Twitter, at least while we're still there with fucking Elon Musk around. Ah! And Instagram, at least while we're still there with fucking uh, Mark Zuckerberg around. Oh, God. But you can follow us on those two socials at show dependent pod. That is S H O dependent pod. If you want to follow myself, I am at Victor V sweet on Twitter, on Twitch and Kayla, my other half, where can you Mm. be found? You can find me learning the choreography to the halftime dance and by halftime dance, I meant opening dance. (laughs) Uh 
and uh, I don't understand football, so probably not watching that. But okay. you can also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. Well, there you have it, folks. It's time for y'all to save the date. Go ahead and go out into your backyard, your front yard, an area where you can pour some concrete. Oh. Pour a little bit of that stuff, get a hammer and chisel, and Mm -hmm. write this into the concrete. Let that set so you'll never forget Mm -hmm. that our next episode is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. A little bit of a life update for uh, all the listeners out there, all you lovely people who are being so gracious, so kind as to listen to this podcast. Yes. It's a happy update. Kayla and I are finally, after mm-hmm. a uh, a few years <laughs> yeah. of being together and struggling for it, we are going to be moving in together. Hooray! And because of that, that's going to throw a little volatility into our ability to record and yeah. stuff. So we decided, while that's all going on, we're going to do a couple of relaxed episodes. The next one going to be a little different. It's going to come out on Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Sorry, and we wanted to just do a little bit of a recap episode. Not about our best of, because I'm certainly not going to edit that together and no. figure all that stuff out because that would much be work. too much time and I wanted to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Instead, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about some amazing things that happened to us in the year 2022. Some amazing things that we've seen, watched, heard about, talked about, experienced. We're going to give you a little bit of a 2022 in review. Woo-hoo! So a lot to look forward to. We'll see you very, very soon for that next episode. Coach Eddie. Take it away in the words of Coach Boone. We leave for camp, Gettysburg College, August 15th, 7.29 a.m. If you show up at 7.30, you will not be playing football this season. You will be watching. You will wear a jacket and tie. If you don't have one, buy one. Can't afford one? Borrow one from your old man. Don't have an old man? Find a drunk and trade for his, because I guarantee you there ain't a bum on the street that looks as raggedy and ridiculous as what I'm looking at. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. I am the law. If you survive camp, you will be on the team. If you survive.